Hi, and welcome to the Wellbeing Podcast, a podcast for your everyday and well-being needs. I'm Amy from The Wellness Strategy, and I'm here to bring you a podcast that is going to help you understand what this big complex idea of well-being is. We know it's a very much needed space to focus on whether it's for your own needs or that in the workplace, but we also know it's complex, it's heavy, it's made up of lots of different elements. It looks different from person to person, which is why within this podcast, we are going to dive deep into uncovering some mistruths, misconceptions, and just random ideas around wellbeing. This may mean that you have to listen to me ramble, and at times we'll have on some fabulous guests, but overall, this is about checking in with yourself. What do you believe about wellbeing? What do you need? What are you proactively doing? What could you do differently? And how are we working together on both an individual and collective level to improve the well-being of ourselves and others within the workplace it's big it's deep it's complex but it's also amazing when we do this work both individually and together so hang in there grab a cuppa pop your headphones in and go for a walk and let's dive into today's episode Hello, beautiful people. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe it's Friday. Like, I really can't. I don't know when you're catching up on this, but for me, it's Friday morning, it's 10.30. I'm looking at my to-do list and every time I cross something off, I add something. And that's not what I want to be doing on a Friday. But, you know, sometimes that's part of what it is, right? And what I'm sitting here thinking about as I look at it it is, what have I added to the do list to the to-do list because I'm telling myself I need to do it and what actually needs to be done. So definitely need to engage in some prioritizing there a little bit and also perhaps being a bit kinder to myself. That's just a little bonus piece for you right there because we all need to be reminded of that sometimes, don't we? But what I want to talk to you today is about is the idea of feel, be, do. This formula I use when I speak of well-being and when I help people and when I use it for myself all the time, um, you know, about considering what is it in regards to well-being that we actually want. Because as you've probably heard me say numerous times now, everyone's well-being is different. Everyone defines well-being different. Sometimes personal well-being and professional well-being is different. The way we think about well-being is different. The way we action well-being can be different. And also at different points in our life, day, week, it changes, ebbs and flows, priorities change. And all of that is absolutely valid and appropriate. But what often happens with well-being is we just so much focus on the doing. Oh, well-being is low. I need to do something different. I need to spend time outside in nature. I need to boost my physical activity and exercise more. I need to eat healthier. I need to spend more time on self-care. I need to find ways to rest more. And all of those things are fantastic because they help us. But sometimes they may not be the right thing for us or we're just doing them because we've borrowed the idea from someone else. So I want you to take a minute and consider what you do for your well-being. And I want you to ask, is that what is what you're doing really what you want to do? Or have you borrowed it from someone else? Are you doing it because you think you should, because the person um, who teaches next door to you does it, your colleague does it, your partner does it, or are you doing it because you want to? You see, when it comes to well-being, not only do we have to know what well-being is to us and a way of defining it, and for me, it In its most simple form, it's a sense of feeling at home with myself, where I feel calm and grounded and neutral in my space. Um, Of course, you know, emotions fluctuate and that is part of it. And sometimes I want to spend lots of energy doing things and other times I just want to rest and read a book. And, you know, that equilibrium point or that balance of home looks different depending on a situation and maybe how you're feeling. But I, having done this work for a number of years, 
both personally and also having sought professional help in different avenues, which is a really important aspect of this, should you need to, is knowing where and what I'm doing and asking myself, is this really what I want to do? And do I still feel a sense of groundedness, calm and balance here? So even though I might be out for a run and it's quite energetic, I can still reflect and say, yeah, it feels good. Like I feel calm in this energy. Or, you know, I might be playing some board games with my nephews and we're getting excited about it and we're competing because, you know, everyone wants to win, but it's still a calming, grounded energy that I'm holding, even though it's excited, even though I'm excited. Or maybe I'm traveling and uh, my routine's a little bit of out, out of whack and I'm up early or staying up late, but actually my, my energy is still calm and grounded, even though I'm spending time um, visiting new places or going on adventures. And so that you can still hold a calm groundedness in various situations. And I think when I think about well-being, it's about experiencing all of life in its different realms and parameters and um, everything it has to offer. But I know my well-being is where it needs to be when I'm calm and grounded in each emotional state. And so to do this well, I've really had to learn and ask myself the question and be curious about, you know, how do I want to feel and who do I want to be rather than focusing on what what I want, what I want or think I should do. So the formula I want to talk to you about today is feel plus be equals do. How do I want to feel plus who do I want to be equals what do I do? And this is perhaps something you haven't considered before because when we often think about, oh, I need to work on well-being, as mentioned, we go straight to tasks, straight to activities, straight to adding more to the do list, to the to-do list. You know, in a school, it might be, oh, we have to put it on our strategic plan and maybe it's adding more to our day and having more activities. And what's ironic about this whole approach is that when we do that, we can often feel more tired than when we started. We feel more tired just thinking about well-being or adding it to our list than we actually do when we engage in the things. Why? Because we're engaging in activities that perhaps aren't in line with how we want to feel. So when when investing in well-being is done well, it should actually make us feel lighter, have more energy, live more aligned to our values, and be aligned with how we want to feel. But when we think of it as something to do or achieve or um, something that only lucky people um, have and therefore it's out of our realm, it becomes this, this thing which is like in resistance to us. And it's just, it's fascinating because we want well-being, but when we see it as a goal or a list or something to achieve, it, it becomes it becomes like extra work. And it shouldn't be that because well-being is a state. It's not something to do. It doesn't have an end point. It's not achievement or a goal or a target. It's actually a way of being and feeling. Now, the World Health Organization says well-being is a state of mental health. And what's interesting about that is when you... Um, set aside time to consider your well-being or whether you do that in the workplace, you latch onto the doing activities rather than asking yourself first, what is the state I'm trying to achieve? An emotional state and how do I want to feel? And that's why feel, be, do is created and, and it's why I use it and talk about it because we've been for so long focused on the should pieces instead of how we want to feel and who we want to be that perhaps the things we are doing 
isn't really benefiting well-being at all. You know, not everyone has to meditate. Not everyone has to run a marathon. Morning teas aren't going to fix feeling stressed or being disorganized. And weekly yoga classes don't necessarily help build positive relationships. So we have to consider our approaches and start to ask ourselves, are they more of an add-on to our day? Are they something we do reactively? And are they things we use because we're trying to tackle the symptom? Or are we taking a moment to pause and say, well, hang on, if I really want to improve my well-being and I understand that it's a state, then what we need to look at is the cause, not the symptom, but the cause, why I perhaps feel a certain way. And I need to be curious about how I want to feel instead. Because if if we only address the symptom, we're not actually addressing the part of who we are that influences well-being. We're not focusing on how we want to feel or who we want to be. And in the workplace, we're not addressing culture. We're trying to fill the space with activity. And we know that after a certain a while, the more ad hoc we use well-being strategies for ourselves or in the workplace, the more we kind of start to resent them because we realize they just don't work. Or we hit doing fatigue, which is a real thing. I've definitely been there. You know, you could hit doing fatigue and think, I'm doing all of the right things. Why isn't this working? Well, it's because it perhaps isn't aligned for you. So I want you to consider this formula, feel plus be equals do. How do I want to feel? Who do I want to be? And then what do I need to do? So this is going to help you establish an embedded well-being approach. This is going to help you focus on how you want to feel and who you want to be, your state, rather than just the doing piece. Because, you know, doing more doesn't fix things. Now, I used to be someone who thought like this. I used to be someone who thought, well, if I just do more and more and more, I'm going to fix all of my problems. I'm definitely going to have more energy. I'm going to feel more organized. I'm going to be better. But it actually wasn't the case. And because I, at times, was so obsessed with doing things, like doing all of the tasks, they took away from my well-being. You know, I was getting up at 5 a.m. I was making sure I was prepping all my meals and eating them. I was making sure I had really strong um, drive in my work and high levels of excellence that I was aiming for and crazy goals and um, wanting to spend time with my family and partner as well. And, you know, all of these things. And I was so obsessed with doing all all of that. I didn't care how No, that's not true. I did care how I felt, but I didn't understand that those things were taking away from how I really wanted to feel. And that's because I didn't spend time considering how do I want to feel. I just focused on what should I do because I wanted to feel better. But that actually doesn't go beneath the surface. It's not the layer, layer, layer of how you want to feel. So you have to ask yourself, how do I want to feel? And, you know, you might say, I want to feel energized. Well, why do you want to feel like that? Because Uh, I want to feel like I can tackle more things in my day. Well, why do you want to feel like that? Because it'll actually help me be more more organized. Well, why do you want to feel like that? Because if I'm more organized, I'm going to get more done. Well, why do you want to get more done? Because you know what? It's actually going to give me more time and space in my day. Well, why do you want more time and space? So I can spend more time doing things I love. You know, every emotional state that we're trying to chase has a deep reason. And so we need to be curious about how we want to feel and why we want to feel that way and who we want to be. What kind of person do you want to be? I want to be someone who's present. I want to be someone that's approachable. I want to be someone that's kind. So to do those things, I need to be calm. I need to be open-minded. I need to have a level of emotional intelligence. So you know what I need to do? I need to go and learn about those things. I need to make sure when people come and talk to me, I put my device down and I look at them and give them time and space. I need to set aside time in my calendar to make sure I can tackle some of the things that are pressure to my day. So then when I am with people, I can be truly present. See how this works? 
we're not simply thinking, well, I'm going to do A, B, C, D, E. It's spending time asking, how do you want to feel and who do you want to be? And also, how do you do this at a professional level? How do you do this in the workplace? You know, if you want to be someone who feels more energized with their day and you want to be someone who values health, then you're going to have to introduce some kind of movement to your day and eat nourishing food. But if you want to feel organized and be efficient in the way you work, you're going to have to do something about that. You're going to have to do something to allow you to work that way. So, you know, you might decide at the end of every day you're going to organize your desk. You might decide to keep to-do lists like I mentioned at the start of this episode. How funny. Or you might decide, you know what, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm going to stay an extra 30 to 60 minutes than what I'm expected to or what my um, hours are or what everyone else does because I want to be out of here Thursday, Friday, and I want to have it done and I don't want to do any work on the weekend and I don't want to do any work in my holidays. And so that's what I'm I'm willing to do. You know, and if you if you want to feel connected and be present, then you're going to have to organize your time and energy in a way that allows you to do that. You're going to have to consider the space. You're going to have to consider your mental capacity because when we have things in our mental space, it's hard to be present. And so we've got to learn different skills that help us to be able to feel a certain way. And that's what we should do. So when we consider how we want to feel and who we want to be, what we're actually focusing on are our values. Our values in the emotional states that they are. So when we know this, What we're also doing is deciding this is what we frequently are searching for, because many of us, you know, we often think about values and we think, well, I value my health. So, um, you know, I just value it. But in actual fact, if you don't take action towards your value, if you don't consider why it's a value, how it makes you feel and who you want to be in that value and what to do, then We're not taking action towards it, which means it's kind of like a dream or a wish. If you value health, but don't make decisions around supporting your health on a daily basis, don't have habits that support your health, don't know what they are, then you're just wishing to be healthy. And that is like a dream or an aspiration. It is not a value. And so when you're considering well-being, you should also be structuring this around what's important to you and what your values are, along with emotional states that you're trying to, to, to chase. Because even though we might say health is a value, It's actually the emotional states underneath that that we really are searching for and trying to harness. And so, yes, we value health and that means we exercise and eat nutritious foods and sleep. But actually what we really value is energy. What we value is perhaps being outdoors in nature. What we value is moving our body to help process emotion. So be really curious about your values. Be really curious about how you want to feel. Start to question that and also start to ask you know, is this how I want to feel? Or have I borrowed this from someone else? Have I copied it? Did I see it on social media and think, oh yeah, that sounds good. So that will do. Your well-being is worth more than that, but you have to invest in it. You have to invest time and energy and space into asking the questions, setting up the foundation, setting up the habits. And, you know, you have to, you have to, what I call the three P's, right? You have to plan for it. You have to prioritize it and you have to participate in your well-being. It doesn't happen just because you think, oh yeah, I definitely value my health and it's going to support my well-being. You have to plan for that, prioritize it and actively decide how to participate in that through investment of time, energy, and perhaps money, because it doesn't happen on its own. It takes work. The same as in the workplace, you know, there's no point having these on posters or well-being terms printed somewhere or having a well-being framework if they don't inform your actions, behaviors, and and decisions. Because this is actually what we need to do to be able to demonstrate our culture in the workplace. What is our well-being framework, the way we view well-being, 
who we how we want to feel and who we want to be at work what are those things how does it influence what we do our actions behaviors and decisions because once we do this what we actually are establishing is really strong culture i mean that's amazing and so when you think of well-being i don't want you to think about i need to do more things or step into that mindset space of my well-being's like not anything at the moment and i'm really embarrassed or i'm really feel like i'm letting myself down it's okay often what happens is we're not able to make those changes because we haven't attached it to the emotional state we're trying to achieve you see as humans we're driven by emotion whether we're aware of it or not most of our actions are designed to help us achieve something and at times that's an emotional state and somewhere in there is an emotion hitting even if we think you know we're trying to do something because we want to hit the end goal or we want to cross the finish line or we want to have something we actually are saying we want to cross we want to achieve the goal to feel successful we want to cross the finish line so we can be proud of ourselves we want to have something because we want to show um, achievement and so they are again are all emotional states so pause for a moment Stop asking yourself, what do I need to do for my well-being? Stop beating yourself up for not doing it or stop thinking, gosh, in school, in our workplace, we're just not hitting the markers here and come back to how do I want to feel as a person? So personally, how do I want to feel? Who do I want to be? And then what do I need to do to create that? That is supportive personal well-being. And in the professional space, how do we want our staff to feel or how do we as a team want to feel or how do I as an employee want to feel? Who do we want to be as a team, as a workplace, as someone who works here? And if that's what you're searching for, what you're aiming for, what your vision is, ask then what do you need to do? That's how we get really good action that's meaningful, that allows it to be embedded and that allows it to transform our personal life and influence our culture. I mean, that is magical stuff right there. So I'm going to leave you with that. I think that's really exciting to share with you and give you a different way of thinking about well-being. I feel like I'm about to say, I feel like this is in my book. And you think, as someone who wrote a book, you would remember, or I would remember what is inside it. But I'm telling you right now, it is sitting here next to me. And sometimes I I honestly have to pick it up and flick through and think, did I put this in the book? Or did I come up with this after I wrote the book? And so therefore I can put it in the second book. I just don't know. Maybe you'll know if you read it. Maybe you know it better than me. Uh, but it is definitely in my social media. I've had it on um, articles recently. Now it's in this podcast. I've used it in graphics. If I've been in your school, you've probably seen me talk about it because this is it, right? Um, we've got to decide how we want to feel and who we and how we want to be before we decide what to do. I definitely think it's in here. I just can't find it. I was going to give you um, the page number, but mm, I can't see it. Anyway, it's here somewhere. If you have trouble with it, reach out to me. But otherwise, find it somewhere else. Um, Read the article on LinkedIn. I'll pop in the show notes. Uh, And if you would like to share your answers with me, I would be absolutely honoured to read them. And I think this is a great conversation to have uh, with yourself, with your family, and perhaps with um, people in your school as well. And, yeah, let me know. Let me know how you go with that. If you love this episode, please go and share it with your colleagues, with your friends, pop it on social media, anyone else who you think needs to access this and I'll leave a review on Spotify as well. Uh, and otherwise, I'll see you in the next episode. Have a great day, evening, night, whatever time of day it is, and I will see you somewhere soon. Bye.
Okay, so it's not quite the end. We couldn't wrap this up without giving a shout out to our socials. So please make sure you head over to Facebook and follow us at The Wellness Strategy with Amy Green or join our exclusive Facebook group, The Wellness Strategy Collective. You can find us on Insta at underscore The Wellness Strategy and also head to our website to find out more about us and subscribe to our weekly newsletter at www.thewellnessstrategy.com.au. So much gratitude. See you somewhere soon. Let's do this again.